record. <laughs> okay, so Kieran, Kieran Brady. Um, so where do I start? First of all, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I know you said you got trading at what less than what half an hour. So yeah. I thank I want to get you on here before a fight. And actually, I was supposed to be um interviewing your opponent. Um, what's his name? Is it Paul Patrick Symes? Yeah, Patrick Symes. I was supposed to be interviewing him, and uh, well, I think one thing happened. I think the uh, the schedule more more or less fell through. So um, yeah, but. Hey, it happens, it happens. But welcome to the show and thank you so much for coming thank you very on. Much. Thank you for me. So um I came across your uh the promotional poster for your fight against uh Paddy um this well not this Saturday but or tomorrow, but next Saturday the March the twelfth, isn't it? Sunday the thirteenth. Oh Sunday, okay. Yeah, yeah, one more just Sunday thirteenth. So I always like to ask my my guests, especially those in mixed martial arts and beyond that um, combat sports, what got you, as in what, I asked them about their backgrounds, you know, the sort of life they came from, sort of family they hail from, you know, just to get a good idea and sense of what really got them, what sparked their interest in um, martial arts and beyond that combat sports. Well, my, gra- my great granddad was a professional boxer. His dad was a professional boxer and my granddad was um, a high-level amateur boxer and he he was a boxing coach in our, my local community um, for a long time and he passed away four years ago. i be honest with you, before he passed away, I didn't do a lot of boxing or anything. I was mm. quite, um, when I was younger, I was lazy and spoilt, you know. I never really had to um, push for anything. Sure. But once when Granda died four four years ago, I decided that I would give the boxing a week ago, a you know, or try it out. And mm-hmm. um, obviously I started the boxing then at a at a on a Tuesday night at a new at a mixed martial arts club in Ura in Lurgan. Um and then from there it just got as I'm sure most people say, once you get the bug, that's it. You're 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 drawn into it then. No, absolutely. I know exactly what you mean. I mean I I'm not a professional athlete like yourself, and um, I've not, I've never really. Sorry. Neither am I yet. Not professional yet. No, but, but you're not. You're not yeah. yet exactly. But I mean, in the the heart of the, the pandemic, at least when the pandemic started over here in the UK, um, the gyms were shut, and I was really, really eager to get back into exercise. When I was doing some exercise at home, going for long walks, skipping in the park, but I felt it wasn't enough as what it's what it normally is when the gyms are open and you're training in the gym as you, as I normally am. And I thought, okay, I do know someone who does the kickboxing, kickboxing classes with the pads and the mitts and the um, with the gloves. So I thought, let me try that. And after the first lesson, first two lessons, especially the first, especially the first lesson, um, yeah, I I got that got that bug that this feels it's very it's good exercise, it's very therapeutic. If you had a bad day, you dealt with a lot of very unattractive, very <laughs> annoying people, and have been in yeah. a lot of annoying situations on that day. It's a really good way of letting go and offloading that stress. Absolutely. And from then on, from then on, I just don't know. This is a, this feels good. I like it. I'm going to start following the sport. And, you know, it's, uh, it's exactly. good. Even, even in terms of, like, as you're saying, with, like, I, I can, I use it in so many different ways. Some nights I can go to training and I can be in a mood where I've maybe spilled up some anger throughout the day. 
and you need to relieve some stress. And obviously hitting pads, cracking the bag, that's all very easy to do. And it's, it's a great way to relieve stress. But I find even some nights too that I'll go in the training and I'm already in good form, but there'll be good music on and I'll be dancing, I'll be having the crack, you know, I'll be just moving in general with MMA. You've so many, it's never stagnant, it's never boring. You know, some nights you can go in and you're like, oh, I'm going to have pads again. Like, no, you could be doing something totally different, totally different movement, a totally different skill set. And it's uh, it's never ending for me so far from started. It's just been, it's been brilliant. Like, you know, I've been so, it's been very rewarding, you know. Um, Getting into the sport, I mean, you say you really only started getting involved and taking a keen interest. You said only four years ago, um, which was kind of started by the unfortunate passing of your grandfather. Yeah, yeah. I don't. When Granda passed away, when Granda passed away, I had started by doing just a boxing class every Tuesday night. I was still pretty heavily involved in my local GAA team. I was, um, I was a part of that team, and I never. GAA was my life, um, and then it got this. I remember about six months in. I can remember one Tuesday night. I was used to go to the boxing class and then come back out home and go to Gaelic training after boxing. And I can remember one night, then the timetable changed that my Gaelic training was running at the same time as the boxing class. Oh, and okay. it was for about six or eight months, I was only doing the one boxing class a week. And and then I can remember I was going to miss that boxing class. And I was like, God, there's a bit of a dilemma for me. You know, I was like, do I want to miss my Gaelic training or do I want to miss my, the boxing? But at that stage, there was no real talk of me to, I had I hadn't considered myself um, that I was going to fight at all, and then and then the MMA. Once I started training, I, I started then going maybe on a Tuesday and a Wednesday night, and a Wednesday night was wrestling, and that's whenever things really changed for me. I was like, my God, oh, it's fine being able to punch somebody. But what happens if somebody then grabs your legs and tries to take you down? It's a totally different story, and that's that that then drew me in even more, and the more things that that people were catching me with or taking me down with or choking me with the more I was like hey how did he do that I want to know how to do that and it's, it's it is it's just so rewarding. every day you can go in and learn something new and I didn't that's another thing I'll say too is I didn't enjoy school so much I didn't enjoy learning and um, and to then turn it around now that I I'm doing something now that I love learning I was I, could, I just couldn't really believe it I was like oh wow I guess you don't have to it, just because you don't enjoy learning in school doesn't mean that you're not going to enjoy learning something else. But you can use the same principles in it. Like school is a good example for getting you set in life. But if you could be learning about something that you were really interested in from very early on, like MMA, you can make a, a really good career out of it. Of course, of course. No, definitely. Um, so, I mean, at school, I mean, now that you're, you're well on your way to becoming a professional athlete, I mean, you say you don't like learning, but subjects such as, let's say, uh, PE, which will be called, which is what we use for the physical education yeah. sports in Ireland, is that what you call it over there as well? Yeah, loved it. Yeah, that was maybe one of the only things that I enjoyed. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. yeah no issues going to PE class at all. Um, but uh, unfortunately, school wasn't PE. You know, it was a lot more of the stuff that I didn't enjoy. You know. So back to your, um, I mean, one, well, I'll say, but, but 
four years, you know, since your grandfather had passed away. That's not long ago. I mean, um, getting into quite a um, really physical, physically demanding, and you know, and yes, I, I hold my hands up, quite a brutal sport. I mean, your family—they uh, don't have any concerns, and as in, they never stopped you. They never tried to stop you from getting into the sport, and they never tried to stop you from competing professionally. Not at all. Um, not one bit. If anything, they've all supported it a lot. Uh, I always put it to them this way. My granny, at the start, she would have been. Um, my gran- granddad died of dementia, which uh, I have uh, my own doubts that. And my own thoughts about that being he might have been like he would have taken off a lot of punches over his career being a boxer you know and they say sometimes dementia can be led on by that and i didn't want to go down that path that's why i stepped over to mma and then i was able to use the excuse of oh look i'm not getting punched every night at all i'm wrestling i'm doing bjj so that was an easy step aside then you know that that for them to cover that problem. If Granny did have an issue, then it was just like, look, I don't get punched nowhere near as much as Granda would have. Don't worry, I'll be fine. And now she's completely supported as well then, you know. Mm-hmm. But my wife and my, my mother and my other friends and family supported 100%. Like, you know, if it wasn't for them, maybe it wouldn't still be doing it because it takes a lot of time and effort. And without them and allowing, doing things for me to allow me to get to my training and stuff, then I would struggle, you know. No, it's, it's, that wasn't, as in, I hope I didn't come across as trying to put you off. It's just that even when I started the classes, which, yeah, um, at the during the pandemic, during the lockdown, when I went just for merely hitting some pads and uh, just merely training and not actually to fight start another another athlete or not someone else who wants to train, uh, yeah. my mom did say to me, no, look, I do not want you get involved, getting involved in that sport, even though I was merely going just hitting some pads. Yeah, you know, so yeah, yeah. Um, I was yeah. thinking when when guys like yourself who are kind of like just their careers taking off, but you're still in the very early stages, in the, still in the very early days, you know, certain figures in the family or very close friends friends um, to you, um, you know, I, I was kind of thinking, would they be having the same um, concerns, which is why I brought that up. Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe they don't like me enough. Maybe they, they want me to get hurt. That could be the issue, guys. <laughs> uh, hopefully not. Um, <laughs> But in preparation for your upcoming fight, how's that going? As in, what sort of training are you doing? How's your diet looking like? Uh, your overall schedule, sleep patterns, you know, things like that. Um, everything's going really well. Um, I sort of started off with like a, like an eight week camp. Uh, the first three weeks was just building a base fitness again, you know, or keeping things taken over, doing a lot of um, a lot of just stuff that I wanted to learn more. The first three weeks, you know, things that I wanted to add to my game. Mm-hmm. In the second three weeks of the of the eight week is more of a push, you know, more of a uh, try and get some fight specific fitness, and then now we're down to the last week, which is really more or less is an easy week. This is just like a, a weight cutting week, you know. You you look forward to this week, apart from the water load, uh, all the hard work's done now. You're not really going to get much better between now and the fight, so it's just about this week's just about maintaining your weight, keeping your weight down, and keeping your body right, getting ready for Sunday. It's been it's been a good camp. Yeah, I've had no real issues, no few niggly injuries here and there, but that's to be expected with the sport. You know, you get bangs and bumps so often. Uh, you, you do you do have to expect that, obviously. But it's been fine. Everything's been good. My weight's fine. I, I started when I started MMA. I was eighty six kilos, and I'm, I fight now at bantamweight at sixty one. So 
the first maybe let me get me wrong the first year of I was going to say the first year was hard but actually when I think about it I didn't really even notice it being that hard at the time because I was enjoying my training so much I was going in there at nights and for an hour and sweating until I was maybe I could have been losing a kilo of light you know and sweat alone and I was coming home and, and weighing myself and, and my scales and being like, wow, that, that, that's brilliant. You know, that works. That, that's great. But uh, from, from I've got down, I only had my first fight. Um, I had four fights in nearly a year there, you know. My first four amateur fights were all within, within, within a year. So from I got down in weight and close, I have never really bounced back up. So my weight's never been an issue. I've just been sitting, I could walk about about 66 kilos, which is only four kilos off bantamweight so it's it's no real issue like it's all it's all good once you get that part out of the way it's enjoyable then you know it's all good you've never cut weight so much because i've seen this happen to athletes and both uh women and men they've cut where well, i think these this is close to the more lighter weight division i think heavyweight you can because you still got plenty of side all yeah. that fat on you all that you know extra calories to keep you going um, yeah. But those who are the more extreme and the lighter weight, I've seen at weigh-ins, especially for the UFC, some guys will step on the scale and actually just there and then they faint and collapse. Yeah. Because yeah. you are not, you're, you're not too far off from that class. I mean, that's never happened to you before having to keep that weight, you know? No, no, I've never been that, I've never been that bad at all. I'll be quite, um, I would put a lot of, I run five kilometers a day, every day. I have three big Siberian Huskies that need, exercise every day so i use that to my advantage you know i'll, I'll, I'll run every day so it keeps your weight down well whereas some people maybe don't bother with the run every day and then the week before the fight go oh no i've got i've got eight or nine kilos to cut here and and then that's whenever you start seeing the problems like that you know people that can deplete it and, but hopefully the sport's going in a direction now i think that, that they're going to start trying to cut that out you know everyone will be i've heard even the likes of clamors here that i'm fighting at my, on my first day, first time I fought for them, I had a, a good chat with the Kevin Kennedy, the guy that, that sort of helps run it, and he was saying that they're going to maybe switch over to hydration tests instead of your know, weight cuts, sort of as such. So everyone, like say, if you're walking about at 66, you just fight at 66 instead of cutting down to 61 to go back up to 66, you know, because mm. it is it's kind of pointless for everybody, but it's just the way the game is at the minute. That's that's everybody's doing it, but eventually that will be. I think one. One FC, they do it that way. They have hydration tests, so they don't cut weight. They they have all their guys are all fighting at the weight they walk about at. That's well, it's a lot healthier, at least, because cutting all that weight. I mean, it may look healthy on the outside, but I'm sure you're doing some damage to, to your internal organs. Somewhere, I I my first actual my novice fight. Uh, I had a novice fight before. I, obviously, I started taking my amateur fights and. Um, I made a big mistake in that novice fight. I went to this. My brother was boxing on the Saturday night as well. I was fighting on the Sunday, and he had to cut. He had to cut two kilos. So I sat in the sauna with him for two hours on a Friday night, and then I I went to the sauna again on Saturday morning before my novice fight, and I was. I was, that's a weird thing, I was loose. I was sitting like this before the fight and I could hit, hit myself, I got a wee bit and I could actually feel my brain rattling a wee bit because I had no, I was so dehydrated that... You're lying. Um, you're, you're, no, I'm you're, honest, I'm being honest. I got concussed after that fight. I was. I had a concussion for a month after that fight and I got punched once the whole fight. 
And I, I was just, so you imagine, obviously, you have cushion around your brain being water, the water brain. Yeah. Like, I, my head, I could see, I'll maybe send you some pictures after. I don't really even look at like myself. My head sort of like caved in and all the way bit, you know, I dehydrated myself too much. But I went in for that fight four kilos under the weight I was supposed to fight at. But I was just so worried about making weight that I thought I needed to cut off. I thought I needed to look like them guys did, you know, and and and. Yeah. In the videos and stuff, and and uh, to be fair now, it was the reason that happened was because it was the same day away in for the novice fight. I never got a, a real proper chance to rehydrate, but fr- from the start of fighting amateur, I, I've obviously I never make that mistake again because that was one of the worst months I've had. It nearly turned me off fighting because I had such a bad headache for a month, but it was. It was my own fault, totally. I just trained myself in a sauna for too much the two days before. And then whenever it came to the Sunday to fight. But I can remember standing, my, another guy from my team was fighting. I was standing up against the wall, waiting to get in, waiting for my fight to come around. And I can remember going like that. And I'm at, uh, like a real strange like, shake in my head. And I goes, why is that? Why does that feel like that? And I was going to go over and tell my friends, I was going to say here, my head feels funny here. And then it says, ah, look, it's too close to the fight now. Don't worry about it. But I went, fought anyway. I won the fight, but I got hit one left hand. I can remember the shot and I was concussed for a month after. I couldn't train. <laughs> that was the only time in, in the last three years where I've had to take time off. Mm. I couldn't even bend down the time of shoelaces that got that bad. But that's why now I know that I'll never do that to myself again, ever. Yeah. I know that keep closer to weight, don't have cut too much weight. Because it's only water you're putting out of yourself. It's only water that, that water, water protects you a lot. It protects your brain anyway. And uh, if you don't have that in there, you're, it's just like an empty shell. Your brain's just rattling about, like almost in a car with no seats, you know. It's just floating about in this big space is the way I looked at it, like. I mean, yeah, because you sh- the brain, it shouldn't, because it's such a sensitive organ, it shouldn't move at all. Um, yeah. I, 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 wow, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, no, it's uh, well, it's good to know that, um, uh, despite what happened with the weight cut, then that's um, not everything's looking uh, looking well and looking good for um, uh, for next week, next weekend, Sunday. It's good to see everything is on the up. Um, yeah, I, I look to your fight record, you have four wins, no losses, no draws. Now, why haven't I heard of you? Because that's a pretty good record, even though it's uh, like the early stage. That's that's still pretty good. Because I'm nice and quiet. Nice, please, quiet. please don't tell and me you don't like the limelight. Not that I don't like it. Um, I've, I have, I know that I have a goal, and um, to get to that goal, I want to, I want to have ten at least ten amateur fights. Uh, I'm at the stage now where my record speaks for itself. I'm going to be able to fight all the best in the country at the minute. Uh, I don't need to start calling and saying, here, fuck you down the road, fuck you, fuck you. I don't need to do it. I have a record there that I've sort of already proved myself that I'm one of the best bantamweights in the country. So I'm going to be fighting against the other, the other best bantamweights in the country. And before I know it, my results will talk for themselves. You know, I don't, I don't need to, uh, I, I don't like, I'm not that, I, I, I don't like doing these things. It's just they're, they're, they're added pressure and, um, I'm just happy. I'm happiest when I'm training, you know. I'm happiest when I'm working hard and and fighting. Uh, but 
I, I will. I've obviously, I, I, I didn't have even my, my um, Instagram and stuff. I never really bothered putting my st- stuff up and all. But now that now that things are pushing on and going forward, I will. I'll have to improve on that. That's another part of the game. You have to. You just have to get better at. You know, it's like it's just like fighting. Uh, to get recognised and stuff, you need to be better at um, promoting yourself, and that's something that I that I'll need to do. You know. So you you don't want to be. I was gonna say you don't want to be the next Conor McGregor. You want to be almost like someone let's say. GSP, we want to have the success yeah. without the attention. Exactly. And that'll be how be happy. See, my, my goal is to become a professional fighter. Um whether as I'm saying, whether I end up being as big as McGregor, that would be happy enough. But as long as I'm a professional fighter, like GSP, nice and quiet, simple, as long as I can get money to pay for my mortgage and, and do something that I'm enjoying every day, I'm happy. No, that, that's, that would be uh, that's good. That's good. Uh, it shows that you're in this get you're in this profession career for the right reasons because it's something you love you want to be good at you want to be successful at it not to be famous which today these days with the social media you have people of all ages who just want the attention just merely to be famous be on tv and not not for anything else yeah that's a shadow of a doubt you have guys that that just want to get a fight poster to put up on instagram probably have no intentions even fighting sometimes they just want to get in a fight poster you know want the want the attention you're a fighter. I, 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 you can do that if you want, but you'll get caught out eventually. You know, yes, you have to yes, be put in the work. Yeah. You get caught out eventually. Um, I'm happy enough here, just working away every day and doing going about my business. And if people want to have a wee look at my my record and see what's going on in the camp. You know. Now, I did say that I was gonna. I was supposed to interview your opponent yesterday, but uh, it didn't happen. What do you make of him? I, I I know I know absolutely nothing about him, absolutely nothing. Um, he was a replacement. I was supposed to fight um Alvis Luco, who is the cage legacy bantamweight champion. I've actually been scheduled to fight Alvis Luco twice. Uh, I did look at Paddy's or Patrick's um topology, and I seen that his last fight was against the guy that I fought last, in uh, Rory McCarthy, who right. was my toughest fight to date. So obviously he he can he can fight then you know that that's a given because Roy was a good fighter and uh, but that was in 2018 and I fought Roy in 2021 so there's a lot of time for development for both Roy and himself so uh, a good fight like he he had his first four fights before I even started training you know mm-hmm. so I'm hoping he's going to be a step up for me you know. Well, his record isn't as, let's say, well, it's not as, as in, it's not as impressive as yours. Let me put it that way. Yep. No, that's true. But um, and but he he's been out of the cage too for a while. Um, hmm. you just hope he's been active. Well, over the last two from twenty eighteen is a long time from your last fight, and I've had four from then. Uh, so I just hope he's been he's been active and been training. I hope the lockdown didn't stop him because I found that. Even there's guys that started this sport a long time before me, um, but aren't consistent, and they've stayed here and I've went past them because I'm consistent. So yes, yeah. that's just as long as he's been training, and I'll be happy. It should, get, it should be a good fight, you know. There's no easy fights in MMA. It doesn't matter. Um, there's no such thing as an easy fight. Uh, I, I, I'm yet to even get close to anything <laughs> easy, you know. You say <laughs> that, but um, I've heard. 
I have heard for some of the big names in MMA and I'm in, in the UFC and I'm, I was shocked when I heard this. Some have said that this person, okay, it was Khabib who had his last fight sometime towards the end, or was it 2019 um, against, not 2020 against um, Justin Gaethje. That was October 2020. Um, one of my, some a guy that I know that I train with um, uh, sometimes the uh, kickboxing, he said that he believes or so that Khabib's record was padded, that he was given easy fighters for most, if not all of his professional career, most of his professional mixed martial arts uh, career. Now, for me, looking from the outside, because I still consider myself someone who still has a lot to learn about this sport, I would never have thought that at all, that those fights were not padded or made easy at all. I don't think that, or well, maybe you know, a padded record as such, but at the end of the day, the guy that's agreeing to fight you, um, he should be expecting you to put in 100%. And if he hasn't put in 100%, then, uh, just say for example, both guys didn't put in a hundred percent. The guys that were fighting could be, but I have no doubt that they had good training camps and meaningful training camps. They just weren't as good as them. Mm. You know, it's um sometimes that can happen, obviously. But he maybe made it look easy. You know, mm. whereas I, I doubt any of them guys were 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 not great fighters. You know, I'd say the most of them were probably really able to handle themselves and just happened to be the Khabib. Like you see what he done to all the top level guys anyway. There was no real mm-hmm. difference between what he was doing to the top level guys and, and the, the guys that came before that. You know, it was all, he steamrolled them all more or less, you know. Yes. His record's what, 30 and 0? Or is it 29 and 0? 29 and 0. My God. That, no, I think that, that, that would more show to me the fact that he had his game plan absolutely mastered. He had his side of things mastered. Other guys just had to catch up with him, you know. That they, if they were as consistent as what he was, they would be able to do that to him. But they obviously just hadn't been as consistent as what he was. Mm. No. So you said that um, you love this this, but you love what you do, and that um, you are you, you don't want to do this for the fame or the money. You want to do this because you love it, and you want to be successful at it. And of course, I'm yeah. sure you want to leave a legacy, at least for your son. Um, yeah. as, uh, when he gets older, be looking at back at all the things that his father has done, all the things that his father has achieved. Um, I do ask fighters this, and sometimes their answers do surprise me. Does surprise me. Um, you and Clan Wars, you're fighting Clan Wars now. Say in the next five or ten years, do you see yourself fighting um, for the bigger international brands such as yes, the UFC, Bellator, One Championship, or PFL, or Cage Warriors, or do you? See, do you see yourself fighting for the UFC or would you or you're not so concerned about the UFC you want you prefer going to an organization that will treat you well and pay you your worth exactly I would be happy with that I would be happy with like my end goal after after I finished fighting is I want to be a coach I want to teach the younger generations how to how to control themselves how to control their emotions how to like my granda was when he was coaching boxing. It wasn't in a great area in town in Lurgan, a place called Quilkey, and it was would have had a lot of um, a lot of bad stuff going on around the troubles and stuff. You know, there would have been a lot of like, burning out cars and ratting with the police and getting on. But granda took a lot of them kids off the streets, and a lot of them kids, even at granda's wake, I was talking to a few adults now. Obviously, they're adults, but they were saying they would never have seen outside of Lurgan 
outside of their hometown, had it not have been for my granddad taking them over to the likes of England and Germany on you know for boxing fights and stuff. I want to be able to do that same thing. I want to be able to give people something else that that they feel like they can't have whenever but really all it takes is a bit of effort and you can get really almost whatever you want, you know. So if you could tell me as in what I mean which of the those big names would you prefer for going to and if you were, oh. if you go on go on. yeah if, if, if um, the a clan wars would probably be one of the biggest promotions in northern ireland i think it is i would say for now mm-hmm. there's a lot more promotions coming up and up and coming i i, I would go to any promotion that is that is paying me Cage Warriors, for example, it's close, it's handy, just over the over the pond, you know, and, and a brilliant promotion. A lot of great Irish fighters in it now. So it, I would have absolutely no nap, no effect and or no problem going to the likes of that whatsoever. Yeah. Start I'll start like like I have now, start at the bottom and I'll just keep working until I get to as high as I can get and then I'll be happy, you know. No, that's uh that's good. You're true to your words. You know why yeah. I want to do this. And that's good. That's that's really good. Yeah. But look, uh, I think, well, it's only yeah. about, what, 15 <laughs> minutes <laughs> to train. But look, thank you so much for coming onto this show. And uh, definitely we'll get getting you back on here again if you've got the time. But guys, no if you did enjoy that, please uh, do leave a like and don't forget to subscribe. I will leave um, Kieran's uh, social media uh, information and links in the description um, section below. Thank you so much, Kieran. Thank you. Thank you. And good luck. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.